Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Welcome to Behind the Clubhouse Door. This podcast presented by High Caliber Millwrights. Welcome Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project with host Billy Gates, a production of That Cast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates. And before we get going with our show, I have to get the plugs and promos out of the way. You can find this podcast on iTunes and Spotify, as well as thatcast.com. Thatcast.com also has other podcasts for your listening pleasure. If you want to go and browse our selection, please do so. And I'm sure you'll find something you like. Thatcast.com. Go there. All right, and since um, it's been a while since our last podcast, I want to give you kind of an update of where we're headed uh, with this first season of Band the Clubhouse Door and kind of uh, kind of give you a timeline of what's going on. Uh, this is the seventh inning, so midway through this, if you want to sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game or you know get up and stretch, that'd be fine with me. Um, this season is going to be nine episodes, nine innings. I know, pretty creative, right? Uh, and then we'll go on with season two, and we won't miss a beat. So I'm going to keep doing this as long as, as long as that cast folks will let me, and as long as you keep listening. So I really thank you guys for listening, and we're going to have a whole lot more in store. Uh, the next two episodes to conclude the first season should be coming out in the next two to three weeks or so. I'm going to try to get those done as quickly as I can, uh, so you guys can listen to them as quickly as you can. Because that's what this is all about. It's all about the uh, all about the fans that want um, you know a major league baseball team here in town, and they want to know kind of the ins and outs of what's going on. And I'm doing my best to try to give it to you. So our guest today will or er, is excuse me. Our guest today is Nova Newcomer. She is the executive director of Friends of Baseball, and we'll get into what Friends of Baseball does you know, in more depth uh, later on in the show. But Friends of Baseball is all about um, making baseball and softball accessible to every kid uh, in the Multnomah, Clackamas County area, in, in the Portland metro area, uh, through after-school programs um, and, 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 other, and other programs like that, summer programs as well. Uh, Nova is just, she's a saint uh, for putting all this together, for, for trying to reach um, every, every youngster, and give them a chance to see if they like baseball or not uh, through the after-school programs, which she'll explain later on in the show. Really neat organization, really innovative approach to teaching baseball. You're not exactly teaching the game of baseball, you know, as as you would. You're playing in a game, but you're teaching skills um, in a different sort of way, and that's kind of their approach with how they. Uh, run their after-school programs and things like that. There's a relationship with the Portland Diamond Project, and that's why we're talking with her, and we will get into that in segments two and three. So just a quick recap of kind of subject-wise where we are. Um, Our last episode was the uh, Twitter Q&A that Craig Cheek, the founder of the Portland Diamond Project, did. He fielded some questions, um, on the uh, Diamond Project's uh, Twitter account. Really, really great questions. Uh, you can go back and listen to that. That should be episode six. 
um, in our lineup. And uh, yeah, go back and listen to it. It, it. There were some great questions. I was very impressed uh, with the questions that were that were raised and how Craig answered them. It was a really great read um, on social media. And I know that all of us love to bash social media and say that it's terrible these days. But hey, there's still some hope because stuff like that pops up. Um, and as far as the actual project goes, the last piece of news we left with uh, were, was the investor list, the uh, 12 kind of initial investors, um, I guess charter investors are what they call them, uh, Russell Wilson, Sierra included, as well as uh, local uh, major league, former Major League Baseball player Darwin Barney. He grew up in Beaverton, went to high school at Southridge, played baseball at Oregon State, and then professionally with the Blue Jays, Rangers, and... I'm blanking on the other team. But he played in the bigs, and he's from here, and he's an investor in the in the project, along with some other folks, too. You can go back and listen to that. I believe that's uh, inning five. Um, but there is a ton of money to build a stadium, $1.3 billion, um, said to be raised for a stadium, and they have a site for it, Terminal, one, uh, Terminal 2, excuse me, uh, out of the Port of Portland. And uh, they're just kind of doing their thing right now. Um this is taking a ton of ton of work. It's going to take a ton of time. Uh, this is a certainly it's a marathon. Not, it's an ultra marathon. I say that later on in the show. Um, something like this is going to take quite a long time. So be patient um, and just just enjoy the ride. Enjoy thinking about watching baseball along the Lamont River, uh, going to the game on a water taxi, um, or if you ride your bike, you can ride your bike to the park. Um, they get max service out to that uh, area. You can take the max out there. Just imagine, imagine a nice summer evening watching Major League Baseball in a state-of-the-art ballpark next to the river. Oh man, I love it. Anyway, we're uh, we're gonna be moving on here to segment two and our interview with Nova Newcomer, the executive director of the Friends of Baseball of Friends of Baseball. Excuse me. So we will be right back after this on Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. Come on back. Thanks. This podcast is presented by High Caliber Millwrights. When you want a job done right, turn to High Caliber. Expertise, versatility, and collaboration. Use High Caliber today for all of your machinery jobs done right. Visit highcalibernw.com. Want to grow your money and avoid pitfalls in financial planning? Check out Chuck Price and Investing Simplified. Find it and other shows on the ThatCast Network. ThatCast.com There's no crying in baseball. Promise, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ThatCast.com to see our growing lineup of shows. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and with us today, it's been a little while since we could get our schedules coordinated, but Nova Newcomer is here. Uh, she's the executive director of Friends of Baseball, a nonprofit organization uh, in the Portland area that's dedicated to building the game of baseball through our area's youth. Thank you for 
joining me today. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me and especially coming out uh, to uh, be on site at our <laughs> event today. <laughs> yes, we're at the Multnomah Athletic Club. And actually, tell us a little bit about this. It's a coaches clinic. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on? Yeah, it's our 12th annual coaches clinic. And this year, we actually partnered up with the Seattle Mariners and uh, their on-base program. And they're trying to make sure that there's baseball and softball everywhere and access for kids. And today's event is a, our volunteer coaches clinic. We've been doing this for 12 years and uh, we just have uh, just an expert lineup of trainers um, coming in to talk about baseball fundamentals how to coach um, coaching youth coaching as a parent coach um, and just trying to make that experience for kids uh, a positive and growing exp- uh, growth experience for them and uh, and and just help coach- coaches feel valued and feel that that role they spend over a hundred hours a season with kids um, we want to make sure that they feel that they're invested in and appreciated for the work that they do absolutely and I can appreciate that because I'm an assistant coach at Lincoln High School on the baseball team so yeah I can can definitely understand that thank you for doing that <laughs> really appreciate it especially this time when baseball starts getting going all the coaches need all the all the help and support they can get yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> so what we want to talk about now is your involvement with uh, the portland diamond project and you know, from my understanding their merchandise sales the some of the profits of that has been going to your organization mm-hmm. um upwards of around the last i knew it was uh, forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars that was given to the friends of baseball so mm-hmm. That's terrific, especially yeah. for the work that you do to, to support, you know, bringing baseball and softball to areas youth. I mean, I think that's that's awesome because I think most of us know that baseball needs to become a young person's game again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things that I'm really excited about, about having a partnership with Portland Diamond Project. And with our organization, um, we were really clear from the beginning that um, – our mission is around enhancing children's lives through baseball's power to teach. So we actually, as an organization, aren't creating baseball and softball players. Uh, that's not our end goal. Um, our end goal is helping develop youth through the game that we all love. And the number one way we need to do that is make it more accessible to kids. It's not taught in PE for very often. If it is, it's probably a baseball or softball person who's doing it. Um, it's not played on playgrounds. Everyone talks about the sandlot being gone. For me, I didn't have a sandlot, but I did play wiffle ball on my four corners of my neighborhood. And um, so for us, we went back to the basics and said, kids need to have an exposure experience to the sport and then we can connect them to the network of teams and leagues and, you know, Little League or Cal Ripken or JBO, whichever, you know, we're agnostic to which type of game you're going to play or which type of league you're going to play with. Um, but just making sure that every kid has the chance to um, what we say is swing for the fences. Um, and for us, that's we're talking about on the field and in life. That's that's awesome. That is so great. And obviously you have a passion for baseball or else you wouldn't be doing this. I mean, I like to ask my guests, you know, what their baseball story is. So like, how did you, how did you get involved with playing baseball? Yeah. Um, And I felt like I maybe didn't talk enough (laughs) about Portland Diamond Project, but we'll get back to the partnership that they um, have with us. But um, for me, it was going to baseball games with my dad. So I had that typical dad story. Um, It's maybe... um, not as familiar to people who have like the father-son story, um, but I definitely had the father-daughter story of having the game introduced to me by my dad. I went to my first Mariners game when I was 12. Um, Wasn't my favorite because I really didn't like seeing baseball indoors. Um, 
and uh, and then of course you couldn't watch Mariners games. Um, but so most of the time, my baseball experience was coming down to Beavers games right here. You know, we're down at the Multnomah well, Athletic Club right now, and we're looking over what what used to be my baseball stadium mm-hmm. growing up. And um, I just loved. I mean. I am one of those people that when I walk up the concourse every game, I'm so excited. And, you know, the field, the expanse of the field just opens up and, you know, just all the sights and sounds and, you know, sometimes the smells, all of that um, is just, it's my favorite thing. And um, for me, uh, that initial experience made me go try to play softball and, uh, or try out to, for a team. And um, I think where my story really turned into something that was going to stick with me for for a lifetime is that um I my coach when I was in sixth grade asked me if I would play catcher and um I had I thought that this was like this momentous experience I had no idea because I you know until I was a little league coach you know a couple decades later I didn't realize that most kids don't want to play catcher (laughs) older (laughs) kids or experienced athletes they want to play catcher but nobody wants to play catcher because it's a tough position and you get hurt and it's dirty and all you know all those things um but I thought my coach was asking me to be a leader and so I caught from the time I was in sixth grade until I graduated from high school. I played varsity um, softball. Honestly, not that great of a player, just a middle of the road player, uh, worked hard, you know, had a decent arm. Um, but I just loved what it taught me. I loved being a captain on the field. I loved being involved in every play. Um, and just that connection to um, you know, the, the community connection that that gave me. Um, I, I played on scholarship as a kid um, my whole life. I didn't pay for my sports. People in my community stepped up to help me play. I was in cars with all of my different teammates, with their parents giving me rides. I took TriMet to games. Um, I was that kid that didn't have, that could have not had access to play. And so for me, um, to think that there, that it was a, could have been a near miss that I would have missed out on this thing that has brought me so much joy and continues to allow me to bring so much joy to other kids and people like that that to me is just you know we need to set up systems where that that's we need to set up systems and and access opportunities access points for kids so that whatever that spark is for them that they're going to have they're going to be able to to have that that's great God, golly. And it, it's funny how you say that that um, you're, you thought your coach wanted you to be a leader when they asked you to be a catcher because obviously they're, they're the commander of the field, especially defensively. They see everything. And that's kind of what, what we teach our kids at Lincoln. And I kind of had the same path to being a catcher a, a little bit. Um, actually, not at all. My sister was the hardest thrower on our Little League team. And the coach um, wouldn't feel as bad if I got hurt catching for her if another team or if another player did because I was her brother and so that's how I got my start so yeah. I, it's, it's nothing like how you got your start actually but hey that's that, that's okay um and uh so we, we'll talk about more um about the partnership with the Portland Diamond Project in our next segment so for now we'll leave you here and we'll be back with more behind the clubhouse door after this this podcast is presented by High Caliber Millwrights. When you want a job done right, turn to High Caliber. Expertise, versatility, and collaboration. Use High Caliber today for all of your machinery jobs done right. Visit highcalibernw.com. Anna Canzano hosts That Expert Show, the show you help run. 
Hear the top experts on a variety of topics interviewed by a top journalist. Find That Expert Show and other shows on the ThatCast Network. Visit ThatCast.com. There's no crying in baseball. Promise, we'll be right back. In the meantime, go to ThatCast.com to see our growing lineup of shows. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Diamond Project. I'm your host, Billy Gates, and we're still here with Executive Director of Friends of Baseball, Nova Newcomer. And what we mentioned earlier was their partnership with the Portland Diamond Project. So, Nova, just kind of tell me how that sort of materialized and how it came to be. Yeah, well, I think that it's uh, the reason that we were an organization that Portland Diamond Project reached out to is because of our on-the-ground work, increasing access for kids in um, communities across the state. Uh, And one of the things I really respect about what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect people to the idea of bringing a team to Portland, um, but kind of at, at a you know, from different angles. And our, our angle, Friends of Baseball, is about investing in families and kids. Um, and then and then, really, you know, the, the thing that we share between Portland Diamond Project and us is that we'd like to see more fans of the game as well. It's just not the, the core uh, mission of our work is to create baseball fans. Um, we just think that through um, giving kids exposure experiences at school, in our after-school programs, in our summer programs, um, that that's going to materialize out of that um, by pre- creating a fun opportunity to play ball that isn't allowed, or, or sorry, isn't offered in uh, you know, at PE or in recess, um, or you're not seeing it as often in neighborhoods. Well, we're trying to bring that back, the idea of playing baseball for fun. And then the, the uh, sales from their merchandise, you, know, you see the MLB PDX t-shirts, uh, hoodies, hats, that sort of deal. A lot of that money is going to your program. And, um, I mean, th- that money, I mean, a- as far as, you know, the different programs you offer, like where's that where's that money headed toward? Yeah. So uh, one of the things we're really excited about uh, partnering with Portland Diamond Project on, and there's going to probably be some additional uh, projects that we work together on. But the first one, and I think one of the things that is important for people to understand is that when they asked us what we thought the biggest need was, we went straight to that idea of more exposure opportunities for kids um, across the Portland metro area. And um, our work is focused heavily in East Multnomah County, um, East Portland, close in North and Northeast, um, in, in schools where there's a high number of low-income youth and youth of color. Um, and that's also, given that baseball has become very difficult to afford for families, um, that's why we focus in that area, is because we want to make sure that kids have access to the game. And um, so we're really excited um, and proud that um, Portland Diamond Project, when we went to them and said, if you helped fund an additional coach for our program, then we can open up more schools. And they said yes. And uh, I think that's that them having that faith in the work that we're doing and what that means to the future of the game in Portland, um, I think that's something that people should be heartened about. Yeah, and accessibility, especially with a sport like baseball, that, like you said, can get super spendy. I mean, you always, these kids want to go out and buy the most expensive bath or glove or whatever, and I don't 
I was that kid. I mowed lawns in the summer until my parents made me pay for my own stuff. But a lot of kids, they don't have that kind of opportunity. So um, as far as making it accessible um, through your after-school programs and things like that, can you tell us a little bit about what your after-school programs um, are, or just, just kind of describe you know, how, how you're operating them? Yeah, so one of the things that we want people and, and you know, we, we want kids to think is that if they found a ball at the park, that they'd know a bunch of baseball-inspired games that they could play with it. Um, now, we hope that they have more than just a ball that they find at the park. Um, but that's kind of the the ethos that we take to our curriculum, is how do we say, what can you do with a bat and a ball that's very fun and still baseball, um, but not say, you got to have nine on nine, you got to have all the gear, you got to have all this. Um, now, that doesn't mean we don't bring out gear. We definitely have the kids hit with real bats, and we have them hit into nets. Um, they love that experience. But the majority of what we do in our after-school programs is 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 you know play wiffle ball we play with softies we have tennis balls we have beach balls we have you know and of course we buy baseball themed beach beach balls um, <laughs> of course um you know in some ways i i get to have a lot of fun and our coaches get to have a lot of fun basically thinking about what is fun to us about the game and so we get to be kids again thinking about how we um make the the game fun and um and something that kids want to do after school and i think the number one lesson that we learned when we first launched this program is that when we went out to talk to people to fund this the very first thing that we heard from people is kids don't want to play baseball i heard that probably a thousand times in these meetings and I just you just can go to any school where we're doing this program and what they will say is can I play we have basketball players who are playing in their after school basketball program but they see what we're doing and they come over and they ask if they can play and um, so I think that the the thesis statement that kids don't want to play baseball I think that that's an adult problem and not a kid problem. Um, and so what we try to do in our programs is say, we're not going to take adult problems to this. We're going to take what do kids like doing, what inspires them to play, have fun, um, and and that's what our program should be. Um, rather than the other way is baseball should be played this way and it's the only way to play it. There's so much time for that. And that only can happen. The, the baseball fundamentals, the this is the way baseball should be played, here's the strategies, all of that. I certainly don't think that it should ever be only that. But you got to have a spark and a love and an interest before someone starts telling you, here's how you hold your hands, here's how you put your feet. Um, and in fact, I think most coaches know that you can't just do that with kids who want to play baseball you have to you have to bring more to it than that and so I think that that's we try to listen to kids and and you know I think that some of my favorite baseball quotes are around you know major league players who are hall of fame players talking about that this is a kid's game and if we can return to that then we're talking about something that really is appealing to everybody that's that's great and with baseball being kind of that, that game that's you know at, at least at the highest level really kind of slow to adapt maybe you know maybe not so much resistant to change but just just it takes them a while um having that sort of innovative approach where, where like you said you're not going to bring adult problems in to teaching these young kids you know maybe not directly baseball but baseball skills and kind of get them you know jazzed about playing ball I think that's really really cool and that's really really neat and I don't I don't really know that a lot of people are actually taking that type of approach when it comes to little kids because everybody is so into you know travel ball now and having you know second third graders playing like 55 games a summer so it's just something just ridiculous when you can actually 
you can actually do the instruction through you know maybe some non-traditional baseball methods and i really think that that your programs are are awesome in in doing that so thank you for as as a high school coach that could be could be um coaching these kids in the future Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. And I think that that's what's um, allowed our program to grow from a one-week program in the summer in 2015 to we're operating in 12 schools. We think we're going to have six sum- summer programs this summer. Um, that growth alone tells me, and, and I've got schools calling me, can we have your program two terms in a row? Can we have your program at our school? And, um, you know, we can't put coaches in schools fast enough to meet the demand of our program and to me that says there's a bunch of people who have decided that 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 kids don't want to play baseball and that and that we have allowed that to be true and so let's stop allowing that to be true um, and and realize that yeah we're not going to create high school college baseball players out of all these kids in our after school programs. Um, I wasn't a college baseball program. I was never going to be recruited. Um, I still think that my play was valuable, you know, and I played through high school. I think it's valuable for a kid to play through sixth grade. You know, Um, I think it's valuable for a kid to try baseball and find out it's not for them or try baseball and find out that the thing they really love about baseball is talking about baseball. One of the kids in our programs was actually doing play by play commentary (laughs) on our wiffle ball game, but he didn't really like enjoy enjoy being part of the you know part of the game itself and I thought there's got to be space where that is valuable where that experience means something to us as a community because the whole reason for sports most of us don't keep playing sports you know we play them for fun maybe right um but what it's it's what we took from it it's what we learned from it and um and you know even if for for us at friends of baseball and we're a little bit out there with this but if a kid decides that baseball isn't for them through our program, we still think the fact that they got to try it is a success. Um, and out of that, that not having fear about whether a kid's going to like it or not, it's naturally going to come out that kids are going to also love it mm-hmm. and that that will be their spark. And um, who are we to not make that possible as often as possible? That, that's great. Uh, one more question. This is just kind of like a personal uh, question about um, the potential of having a professional baseball team here in Portland. Um, as the news has been coming out, you know, over the past, you know, six, eight months, a year or so, uh, the Portland Diamond Project, they've got land to build a stadium. They apparently have a ton of cash to do that with the uh, announcement of all the investors. I mean, from, from, from your personal love of baseball standpoint, how excited does that make you? Oh, I mean, you know, it's as the leader of an organization like Friends of Baseball, I have to have kind of two hats on for this. But my my personal hat is that um, I've been waiting for this since I was a very little girl. So um, I've told my my husband that, you know, if when that, you know, when that day comes and that stadium gets built and I walk into that stadium, um, I. I'll be in tears, you know. I want to. I want to kiss too. that dirt. I want to <laughs> kiss that dirt. Um, I have wanted this my whole life, and um, I think there's value in it. And I think that doing it in a way where we're really truly talking about the community investment, what that is going to mean for um, kids and families in our communities and all communities, um, and having that be an inclusive experience where everyone feels like they can be a part of it, that's what's going to make that. Um, you know, like that my personal little dream be uh, 
be realized like on a bigger scale. Uh, and, and I, and so I think that's what I think about that is that, um, I kind of selfishly want it, but I also want it to be something that can be a catalyst for what does the game look like? And can Portland do major league baseball in a way that really honors, uh, honors the idea that more people should have access to it? Absolutely. I mean, I, we've talked, the coaching staff at Lincoln, we've all already talked about our plan to buy season tickets for when it gets going. <laughs> um, we're <laughs> obviously, this, it's uh, like we've said, you know, kind of off air, this is not even like a marathon that it's going to, that pro baseball is going to be here. It's like an ultra marathon. It's going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, but there, that doesn't mean we can't be excited about it. And I appreciate you coming on. This is um, Executive Director Nova Newcomer of, or excuse me, Executive Director of Friends of Baseball, Nova Newcomer. And how can how can folks get involved with Friends of Baseball? Um, where can they find you? You know, on the internet, things yeah. that, that, that yeah. sort of thing. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, we're um, we're Fo Baseball on Twitter, and uh, we're friendsofbaseball.org. Um, I actually believe we're also Fo Baseball on Facebook. Um, you know, for the for the older generation that's on Facebook still. <laughs> <laughs> including me, I, I'm including myself in that. Um, and on Instagram, we're friends of baseball. So um, th- those are some of the ways you can get in touch with us. Um, to be honest, um, you know, we we still need we need people who are interested in coaching. Every league that we have here today has said that they ha- need people to be coaching the sport. We want to have kids that we're exposing to baseball. We want them to have thriving programs to go to, and that's going to require having volunteer coaches, volunteer umpires. You know, making sure all, all those leagues have the resources that they need um obviously i'd love it if you gave a little love to friends of baseball um you, there's a way to donate on our website we have a really really cool program that i think all of our donors really love um all of our supporters love and that, that our our kids made a custom hat and i'm going to give one to you billy oh, um add yes. so that oh, you can man. you can share the news oh, um thank you <laughs> um but they they created this hat that it's our friends of baseball monogram um hat and the the underbill is custom designed by kids doodles from our from our our camp um but if you buy one for thirty dollars you get one and then we give you we give one to a kid in our program so just a really fun easy way to get involved and that that's accessible to a lot of people so oh that that is great so yes everybody go do that immediately um and and help out the friends of baseball great organization and that'll be the end of our show. So for Nova Newcomer, I'm Billy Gates. Thank you for listening to Behind the Clubhouse Door, a podcast on the Portland Iron Project, part of the ThatCast Network. That's a mouthful to say every single time, and I have to say it. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening, and we will be back with more um, another day. So thank you again. Bye. Discover the growing lineup of ThatCast Network podcasts and videocasts at thatcast.com.